Welcome to the Ryan and Nate's Business Podcast. Come listen to these two blue-collar business guys. Nate, your go-to automotive repairer, and Ryan, your local heating and air contractor, talk about business, how to help you, and hear stories from our local unsung heroes. Community matters to them, and so does a healthy business. Here's Ryan and Nate. All right, everyone. Welcome. Uh, today we have Rodney Bailey on the podcast with us. We're going to hear his story. He's the owner and founder of Magathy Electric Co. Uh, in Glenburnie, Maryland. It's a 4.9 star uh, rated electric company in central Maryland. And that stood out to me, Rodney. Um, it's actually that and your vans driving around um, in every borough of the, the area between D.C. and Maryland. Uh, DC and Baltimore, uh, I've noticed you guys um, from from a long time ago. So, um, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for being on here with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on, fellas. I appreciate it. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about uh, what you do. I mean, people might be able to gather from the na- name Magathy Electric that it's an electric company, but tell us what makes you unique. You know, brag on your team a little bit. Tell us what makes you different. Yeah, sure. So uh, for me, uh, one of the, the, I guess, the cornerstones of our business is we serve people. And through that, uh, we've been able to build a great following of clients throughout the Maryland area. Uh, We have a really great repeat business. Um, Our team, our guys are phenomenal. So me as the leader of the organization, uh, my primary objective is to take care of my, my team. And through that, uh, through serving them, they're able to go out and serve the community. So that's, uh, that's been probably one of the, the cornerstones to our success and our ability to go out and accomplish what we do day in and day out uh, in this business. And as a net result, you know, we're sitting at a 4.9 on Google uh, with over 800 reviews. So that's kind of where we stand. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Tell me the story of your branding. So um, you kept the same name for You've been in business for 26 years, you said? Yes. Yeah. So you kept the same name for 26 years. Yes. And then uh, who came up with that design? Did you have in your head, hey, I want a light bulb guy? How did all that work? Sure. So this is actually our our third um, logo for the company over the 26-year period of time. The very first one, uh, it was a a grouping of waves and a a light bulb. And then it kind of changed over to a lightning bolt uh, and then to our current uh, design that we have now. The current design was um, designed through Kick Charge Creative and Danny Antonelli, uh, they did a phenomenal job of that design, uh, coming up with the concepts. Uh, we bounced it back and forth. We went through a lot of different designs before we landed on that one, um, which we felt was uh, a solid design. And uh, that's what we decided to move forward with. So it's been, it's been a winning recipe for us. We've had it for going on seven years now, that design. So, uh, oh, wow. yeah. And, and when we got the trucks wrapped and we started branding that brand, uh, we, we saw a significant increase in business once that all started to take place and, and that seed was planted. It's, uh, we're seeing the benefits of it today. We're reaping that, that reward of it. So cool. So you, you said, um, 
you've been married for 30 years and that's that's really cool but you started your business 26 years ago so 4 years in the marriage you say I want to start my own business tell us that story <laughs> um yeah that, that's a good story because I was I was really young uh I was 23 when I started the business so I started at a very early age and uh I did everything kind of early on, you know, I started my family at a very early age and uh, got married early. And so, uh, my wife though, you know, she's always been the rock behind the scenes, you know, she's been very supportive, uh, no matter what crazy idea I have, uh, along the way, she's always been, you know, the one behind the scenes that's always supported me. So, you know, without her, I, I'm, pretty certain we wouldn't be where we're at today. So. Okay. Okay. So at 23, did you have any kids at the time? I had two. So I you had, had three two and one. kids. Yeah. Four years in the marriage yeah. and you're like, Hey, I want to start a business. Yeah. I know. Wow. I know. It's, it, it was wild. And, uh, that first year in business, I, uh, I ended up making double what I made with my previous employer. So yeah. that was kind of like why I decided to, to step out on my own was I went in and asked for a raise and uh, was denied that raise. And I said, look, you know, I got a family, I just got a house and, you know, I'm trying to make all this work and I can't make it work where I'm at. So yeah, I ventured out on my own and, and with a great deal of faith and support from my wife and, you know, we, we did it. I did. I did yeah. Trust me. I, when I say this, I, I mean it with all my heart. We, I had no business being in business at 23. <laughs> I, I yeah. was, uh, Same. I was, I was, I don't have any man. business being in business now. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was so green. Uh, and I look back at those times, man. And, and I say to myself, I have no idea how I made it through that time because I mean, the only thing I had on my side was my faith and, and my support through my wife and hustle. It was just raw yeah. hustle. Yeah. Tell us about, tell us about that decision, uh, to, to do that. Did you work for another electrician and say, Hey, I, I, you know, I, I can do this better or. I did. Um, it wasn't that I thought I could do it better. I was actually pretty comfortable where I was. I just needed to make more money and they were reluctant to give me more money for what I was asking for. So I, I just made the decision to, to move forward. I just got my master's license. Um, I was excited about the opportunity. Um, I would have stayed where I was for a bit longer, but you know, it just, everything kind of worked out and I took that step of faith and, and never looked back. You said a bit longer. So did you always anticipate uh, starting a business? I, I knew one day I would. I just didn't know when, when that day would come. So, yeah. And, and it came a lot faster than I thought. Yeah, same. I, I started my business at um, uh, 22, 23. And I, it was like I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I, I had no business. So I, I, I feel you there. And it was like... For me, I didn't have any kids. I didn't have a wife. So I was like, oh, I um, I have nothing to lose. I, I might as well just do this thing. But you had all the stuff on the line. So that's like so impressive to me. That's so cool. And, and Ryan, I think another part to that was I, I knew what was on the line. So 
I knew I had to make things happen. There wasn't, there wasn't no safety net for me, you know? So I had to go out and, and if things weren't looking good in five days, I'd work six days. And if things weren't looking good in six days, I'd work seven days and and so on. I, I just, I worked an incredible amount of time through that period just to ensure that my family was taken care of. Probably not the smartest thing and looking back on it, but you know, I did what I had to do. When, when did you hire your first employee? My first employee came roughly a year into the business and it was a family member that I'd hired to uh, assist me. And the plan was to train him up and let him run a truck. But that plan fell short because he had other things going on in his life. So uh, he came up a little short. He's still an electrician today and you know, he's doing well. So yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, when you get started, you need to rope in the friends and family, you got to get the friends and family discount, you know, just as much as you give it out, you're trying to have other people help you. And then it's like, after a while, friends and family, um, they're, they're not doing it as, you know, it's like, Hey, I, I'm starting to own a business now. And this person that I hired that has zero business experience is not the right seat on the bus. And that's a hard decision to make. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, once, once I made it through that uh, first year and, and there were some, just some failures through hiring um, a guy that I had gone to trade school with uh, reached out to me and we were able to connect and I hired him and that's kind of where the momentum started because he was a, an excellent electrician and I could trust him to do the work and I knew it was going to get done properly. And, uh, I never had to look over my shoulder when he was out in the field. So, uh, once I got him rolling, it was a snowball effect that, you know, I put a truck on the road, another truck on the road, another truck on the road. We ended up with five trucks on the road and two, two year period of time. And we were doing a lot of contractor work at that time. Um, you know, renovate kitchen renovations, bathroom renovations, additions, that kind of work. So, yeah, that's really awesome. Um, and the last couple of years, uh, you've been doing it for 26 years. So in 26 years, have you had any like, Oh, like really bad mistakes happen? Did you burn down the house? Did you have a bad incident with an employee? You got to have some type of juicy story. Um, so thankfully I'm happy to report there were no incidences like that, uh, in regards to burning houses down or, you know, any, any, you know, interior destruction on anything. Um, you know, I probably would say if there was anything I could reflect back on and say would be a failure was in the early days, not recognizing my people enough, um, and, and giving them their due. Um, I was, I was really an inexperienced leader and I probably let a lot, a lot of people down internally along that time period. So, um, that would probably be one of my biggest failures. I would say is leadership early on. What did, what did you do to get over that? Like, did, was there a key, I don't know, some people point to a book or a philosophy or like a key hire, like how did you get past that and become aware of that in yourself? Uh, well, I, I didn't become aware of that until I, I entered into my first best, best practice group, um, and, and realized my shortcomings because, you know, I'm, I'm sure Ryan will tell you, uh, Ryan's probably one of the, the best HVAC techs out there. And I always pride it myself as being a great electrician. And, you know, I think a lot of tradesmen 
you know, hop into business with that arrogance of being a great technician in whatever their trade is thinking that, you know, they're going to be great business leaders and, and owners. And that's, that's simply not true. Um, so there was a lot of skills that I had not been aware of that I needed. Uh, and I had to learn. So I had to put a, a, a great deal of time into learning those skill sets, uh, to become the leader I am today. And, and that was never, I, I was never aware of it until I entered into the first best practice group and realized how much I had to learn to be a great leader and a great business owner. And what was that best practice practice group? That, that best practice group was ESI, which is part of the S, SGI. So, um, I find that every leader has like his own style. So like, if you think about the style that you've developed since then, like what's your superpower? What's the, what's the thing that sets you apart as a leader? You have, you obviously have it. Yeah. So probably be my ability to listen. So, so you're a great listener. I, I, I listen to people. I hear them out. Um, I, I, I listen to them and, uh, and then I respond. And I, I do that with my clients as well. You know, uh, not every job goes perfectly. And when them jobs, we come up short, I listen to them. So talk about that just a little bit more. Like, what does that look like practically for an employee? Like if they have, how do you, do, do you have like an open door policy as far as like your office goes or like, do people have your cell number employees? Like how does that usually play out? Yeah. All my employees, they have my, my cell phone number. They have direct access to me. Uh, whenever they want it or need it. And I encourage them, no matter what the situation is, to communicate that with me because, you know, it's like um, any great relationship, you, you, without communication, you're going to fail, right? So that communication that you have in your personal relationship transitions over into your business relationships as well. Um, and, you know, I pride myself in being able to communicate with my team and they know they can communicate with me, you know, even with the tough stuff. So, and you know, that's, that's helped me with retention too, because a lot of times guys will get upset about something and they'll, instead of talking about it with you, they'll just roll, you know, they'll put their two weeks in and go. So, you know, that having that ability to have open dialogue with them, no matter how tough the conversations are, has been really good. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, sometimes, um, Rodney, you know, this, like you'll leave your door open and you'll be like, guys, you can come and talk to me at any time. And then they like, they never do. Or like, um, you know, like, Oh, it's an open door policy, but then they, you know, like you got to push them to talk to you. So the fact that you have that culture there, that's a, that's a really big deal. Um, We've at Beltway, we've created a formula on how to like speak your feelings uh, without complaining too much. Um, you know, it's like speak your feelings, but not complaining. Um, but I had to figure out a formula for my guys for it to work. I couldn't just say like, hey, guys, just t- come talk to me about anything. Um, and the formula works now. But it, the fact that you just naturally have that and you didn't have to put anything in place, I think that's really cool. And I, I think, uh, you know, that's, that's not something to be overlooked. That's not something to be overlooked. Yeah. You know, and, and also Ryan, I, I spend a lot of time with them here at the shop. I'm, I'm not an absentee owner, so mm-hmm. I'm here 
five days a week with them. You know, I get here when they get here. I leave when they leave. Um, you know, I'm not out playing golf five days a week and enjoying the fruits of my labor, um, which I could, I guess, if I wanted to. But, you know, I think that's another really important thing to note. You know, a lot of owners choose to be vacant, you know, when they should be there present. So, uh, and I do that and they see me. So, you know, it could be a simple thing as, you know, we're walking down the hall and I walk by somebody and it might not be looking like it, they're having a good day and just check in with them. Hey man, what's going on? You know? And then the conversation starts. So, you know, but, but I think being hands-on is important. It, that, that reminds me is like, I'm thinking of like, especially I'm, I come from the automotive background, you know, Ryan's HVAC, your electrician. Um, a lot of people complain about not being able to find good technicians, regardless of what kind of work they're doing. Um, what have you, what have you found as a successful way to like onboard people and attract them to your company and, and keep them? Well, for the, for the onboarding part of it, you, you got to have a system and a process in place. That's critical. Um, so that you can repeat the process over and over again, and it's the same uh, throughout. Um, and you can also delegate some of that to others in the company uh, so that you're not doing every single aspect of the onboarding, which we, is what we do here. Um, as far as hiring uh, good guys, you know, uh, I think one of the things that I've identified with people is try to hire happy people. Um, and you know, I can teach them how to be great electricians, but I can't teach them how to be happy people. So, you know, I hire for attitude and I can train them for the rest. Man, I've heard, we've heard that over and over and over again from people, man. That's so true. Yeah. So, cause I've, I've hired, I've, you know, I've hired a lot, a lot of people over the years and, you know, probably learned that lesson about three years ago, honestly. So that's kind of a new one for me but it's, it's been winning for me and, uh, it's done well, you know, and also attributes to, to our reviews, you know, having happy people out serving people, they love it. You know, it's nothing worse than getting a grouchy tech that don't want to do his job that day. You know, any, any, it reflects through him and then the customer doesn't want to even deal with the guy, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And, um, Nate taught me this, he said, um, in the interview process, uh, talk about, ask, ask the person, tell me something that's going well in your life or tell me something good or tell me something positive. And so I have, I've, I've been interviewing since November and it's January now and January. And I would say a good 40 to 50% could not answer that question. Wow. And it was like, Wow, what a powerful question! Yeah. Because if you can't say, "Oh, I'm really excited about you know this vacation or uh, my child's soccer thing or anything," like you know, it's like what's going on? And it's like a, it's it's the most awkward thing ever. You got to sit through, but it's like uh, Nate was the one that taught me that, and I was like, "Wow, that that was really good." So it's a real big red flag for me for us if someone if you say like, "What do you like to do outside of work?" and you might think as an employer doing an interview when someone says, Oh no, I don't do anything. I just love to work. I, I, to me, that's a big red flag. If you don't have something that you enjoy outside, whether it's family or a hobby or something, or preferably both, um, you, you, you're like a two dimensional character, not a three dimensional character. And, um, 
I don't know. I just found it's really important to have stuff outside of work. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, um, do you use a review? So you have, uh, 800 or close to 800 or over 800. How many do you have? We have, uh, I think it's, we're approaching 850. We're pretty close. Okay. Uh, do you have a review software that you use? Um, what's the process of the technicians? Yep. So we do, um, the review uh, platform we use is Paul Sem. Uh, that is tied to, um, service Titan. So when our jobs are complete, uh, the clients are automatically emailed a link, uh, requesting them to review us. Um, and if our guys did a great job, uh, throughout that process, uh, that customer will usually review us the same day. Um, if not the next day. So, and there's a bit of a process that goes into that as well. So, um, you know, for us, we're asking, we're, we're letting the customer know as soon as we walk through the door, what to expect on the call, um, in that process, uh, we let them know that we're there. Our primary objective is to solve their problem and to deliver a five-star service experience. Um, and if for whatever reason they're not happy with the service that we're delivering in that time, uh, just grab them and let them know so we can get it corrected right there on the spot. Um, and then once the job's complete, uh, at the end of that job, you know, we do our, our final walkthrough with the client. And uh, at that point, we again ask, you know, hey, if, if everything went the way you thought it was going to go to uh, today, um, if you wouldn't mind taking a minute to write your, write us a review about your service experience, it would mean a lot to me. Um, and most customers will go and write the review on the spot, whether it be, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, we'll get that review. So, yep. Yep. So the process, our, our service process is, is a little bit more in depth than that, but that's a, just a basic overview of it. When I looked at your reviews, I noticed that there's a lot, it's, it's not like everyone's talking about Rodney. It's like, there's a lot of people that mention your office staff or a technician um, by name. So I, I just, that stood out to me. Yeah, and I, and I think that just goes to back to the cornerstone of me serving my team, and then my team serving our clients. You know, I, I ensure that that they're, they're taken well care of here, um, and and they just go out, they go above and beyond for our clients. You know, I, I couldn't ask for a better team. They 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 just do whatever it takes to make sure that them customers are taken care of, and. Um, you know, that's probably one of the things I'm most proud of is their ability to take care of the client, uh, without me being intimately involved in that process. So, um, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to look back and see them getting named in those reviews. And, and, you know, I let them know, uh, a lot that, that these customers, they, they really appreciate you and I, and I appreciate them as well you know, in our weekly meetings. So do you guys do any company fun days? Um, anything like that? We do throughout the year. Yep. Yeah. So this year we'll do, uh, we do, we try to do one big event per quarter. So we'll do a four events and then we sprinkle it in with some other little things along the way. Um, so this year we're going to do uh, a top golf event in Baltimore. Yep. 
uh, with them. And then, uh, we have a summer party at my house. We, uh, okay. Do swimming and, and, you know, cornhole and just all kind of fun activities. Last year we, we rented a big mega slide, um, for the kids, uh, set that up in my backyard and, uh, had a big tent and we did crabs, steam crabs for everyone. And, uh, and then our third quarter, we're going to do uh, axe throwing in Severno Park. And then we finish out the year with a big Christmas party. Dude, you are a brave man, Rodney. You're taking your employees to go throw axes, sharp objects near <laughs> yeah. you. Invite them to That's, your house. <laughs> invite them to your you house. You have really good employees. <laughs> <laughs> what, you're Rodney the risk taker. I love it. I, I, you know, it's uh, we, 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 these guys work hard and, and gals, they work hard and you know, I, why not play hard? Do you, do you, you invite the family? I know you said to your house, you invite their families. Um, are, are the families involved in all of the events throughout the year? I, I know some companies won't debate that whether or not to invite families or not. So for the, for the Christmas party and the summer party, yes. And then the other two events, no, let's be the team. Yeah. We took our, um, we took our team paintballing and, um, Severin and that was a lot of fun. Um, I love, 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 love shooting my employees. Um, uh, yeah, you got to invite me to the next one, Ryan, because I definitely want to <laughs> shoot you with a paintball gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's love shooting me is what it actually ends up being. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we did that before. I ended up, I ended up bruised and broken and and sore for months. <laughs> yeah. I, I one time I went paintballing where uh, I, this is a bad thing. Don't let any of your employees bring their own gun if they're all into paintball. Like right. if yeah. I had the rental gun and this guy, he went every single weekend. He looked at me right before the event and he was like, I'm going to shoot you where it hurts. <laughs> you are getting destroyed. Yeah. And he, he totally lit me up. My I'm watching the ball, leave my gun going like this to the side. And I'm kind of have to like shoot tracers to kind of get it close to him. And he is just like shooting between the log the, the yeah. just hit me <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. It's awesome. All right. Well, um, Rodney, I think if you don't, if you have any words of wisdom, we'll take it or any th- good advice, we'll take it. Uh, we try to keep the podcast about a half hour or so. Um, but if you have any good advice, we have, we have two minutes left. If you don't, we'll wrap it up. Yeah. So I, I would leave, I leave everyone with this thought serve first. Okay. It's good, man. You serve first. You, you, you'll be taken care of in the end. Yeah. Servant leadership. How do, uh, how do people stay in touch with you and your company? Yeah, sure. So uh, you can go to our website, www.magathyelectric.com, if you'd like to schedule service. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to me personally, you can reach me through my email at rb.magathy at gmail.com. All right. Thanks a lot, Rodney. I appreciate having you on the show, man.